Section 36 of Unaddressed Letters by Anonymous, edited by Frank Athelstain Swettenham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of Paradise Lost By a dispensation of that providence which, if seldom kind, is sometimes less than malignant, I received your two letters together, the poison and the antidote. I looked at the dates on the postmarks, and I took the poison first. It did not take long to read, and I am glad now that I can truly tell you that my impulse was to ignore your expressed wish, your command, and to at once tell you that I did not believe a single word of those lines, which, if meant to hurt, could not have been better conceived, for truly they were coldly cruel. Indeed the note was hateful, and so absolutely unlike you that it must have defeated its object, had that been really as you declared it. If you know me at all, you must have realized that, if I know the kingdom of heaven may not be taken by storm, I should never seek for the charity which is thrown to the importunate. But the other letter was there, and in it I found such measure of consolation as is vouchsafed to those who find that, if their path is difficult, they will not tread it alone, and it tends upward. It may not be all we desire. How should it be in a world which is full of infinite passion and the pain of finite hearts that yearn? Still it is much, and at the worst it is death without its sting. Do I know? I think I do. You see, if the future contains nothing for me, I have still the past, and in the past I have learnt to implicitly trust you, and you have let me see enough of your very self to make me disregard even what comes from you, when it has nothing in common with your real character. But I shall not forget. I do not do that easily at any time. And if all else faded, I could not forget our friendship. Do you think the first man and woman ever forgot that once they dwelt in paradise? It was the recollection of all they had lost which was the beginning of mortal suffering. If that pleasant place is closed to me, I am not likely to forget that I have seen the gate, that I know where to find it, and that there is but one. Yes, I understand, and the proof is that in my regret there is no bitterness now. I also remember what I said when we leaned over the balustrade of a veranda and looked out into the silver sheen of a ravishing eastern night, wherein the frail chalices of the moonflower shone like great milk-white stars in their leafy sky, while from the trellis-work beneath us rose the faint, sweet scent of those strange blossoms. You have taught me how great the exception can be. The cynicism is only skin-deep, and I shall never swell the ranks of the faithful, though I still think there is much to be said for the faith. The creed, like other creeds, suffers by the perfunctory service of those who profess to be true believers. As for the way you have chosen... I think it is the right way. At least, it is the best to follow now. And to help you tread it well, I also say, God be with you. They need not be my last words to you, for if ever my loyal service can further any wish of yours, our friendship is not so poor a thing that you would hesitate to give me the satisfaction of doing for you anything that lies in my power. That was in the bond we made long ago. If we cannot forget what came into our dream of mutual trust and intellectual companionship, 
Is it not better to bravely accept the fiat of destiny and make the past a link to bind us more closely to the terms of our bond? Even so, we may still help each other, still cleave to the sympathy which we know will never fail us, and if our paths divide, the earth is not wide enough to keep us asunder, should we ever try to say adieu. End of section 36